Good morning. I am Cindy Vaughn. I love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the word studios. That is True Talk Radio, reminding you that we are streaming live at klgo.net. You can also catch up with Evelyn and I at lovetalknetwork.com. As a matter of fact, Evelyn, I posted our latest blog this last week. You did a beautiful job on that blog, which is my way of saying good morning. Well, good morning, Miss Cindy. How are thee? <laughs> <laughs> the art fine. I don't even know what we'll talk, we've gone through the pilgrim stage now uh, and no. we need to get off of it. I didn't realize I needed to come today with my lexicon of old <laughs> English. I'm in trouble now. Remember I come from low church. Oh, so yeah. well, uh, it has been a, a wonderful week. Uh, God, we've just seen God do some amazing things and you know, the transition time from uh Thanksgiving to Christmas is such a special time because we already have our heart full of gratitude and we've been talking about how we develop that. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. But basically, as we look at this time in our lives, Cindy, and where we are in in our nation and in our families, it has to be a time of yearly Thanksgiving for who he is and what he is doing in our life, that we might translate that into thanks living. Mm-hmm. And that's what mm-hmm. our Christmas thing is going to be, is living out in a world the greatest gift that God has ever given to anyone, and that is the love of the Lord Jesus. And we got a couple of things going on um, that we're going to talk about today that are a perfect example of those that are practicing thanks living mm-hmm. and um, who are preparing uh, for Christmas, not just out shopping for for uh, their family, mm-hmm. you know, but also thinking in a larger way about the community. And, and that's one of the things that I think is so special uh, about Christmas is is the heart of Christmas, and of course, there's going to be in twelve twelve twelve. There's going to be the global broadcast mm-hmm. in, from Jerusalem for the Global Day of Worship, originating there, and uh, they're partnering with Convoy of Hope and several other giving ministries that um, are talking also about um, the poor. And the suffering is will be a day of worship. Um, also, I know that we have going on is Operation Green Santa. Green Santa, isn't that exciting? Green Santa, of course, that is the. <laughs> okay, I got a big you know, picture got of that. We blue Santa and brown Santa, and now we have green Santa. Okay, but it uh, it is something that um, KLGO and KLK is helping uh, with. Oh, so green Santa is for the military. It is. For so the we're military. talking that kind of green. Yes. We're talking about. Yes. The, okay. All right. Uh, and like it's going to be Sunday. Beginning at 11 o'clock to about 2, and it'll last a little bit longer than 2 or 3 or whatever. And uh, the admission out there is to bring a toy uh, for the military families. And uh, they're going to have some uh, arts and crafts shows. They're going to have food. It's going to be a big celebration. Okay, so this is at Camp Maybury. Yes. And this is. Tomorrow. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay, so tomorrow from 11 to 2, bring an unwrapped gift, which will be distributed to the children of service members. Be sure to bring your driver's license, as that's what it takes to, to get, get on in. to camp. And have them in your hand, because if you're fumbling around in your purse or wallet to get it, well, then they'll pull you over to the side. 
but have it in your hand as you approach hey, the gate. Fun and, thing about this is that uh, not only are you bringing a gift, but you can bring your kids. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of activities for children. There's going to be a real a locomotive train. There's going to be clown balloon artists. There's live music, food, bounce houses, and guess what? Santa will be handing out goodie bags to the kids. I love that. Well, and there's going to be a concert. Music going to be by Curtis Grimes in full concert. And so the event is really a family affair for us to do th- two things, Cindy. Say thank you to those families, the military families, who give so much of their lives to serve us. And then to just have another way of celebrating with their own families. Because one of the things about Christmas is that it is a time of giving. Not just getting, but giving. And what, what more, what could be more needed at this particular time than to support our military families? I agree and with their children. that. There's also a couple of other things going on with this. There's a cowboy Harley ride to Camp Mabry. Uh, and if you want to participate that, that's at 1015. Mm-hmm. If you want more information, it's info at operationgreensanta.com. And uh, there's other drop-off places, um, Fitness in Motion, Marydale Law Firm, uh, Covert Cadillac, Falcon mm-hmm. Point Community, Cedar Park Jewelry, yeah. Bone Daddies, yeah. Waterloo. And I'm not reading the whole list. There is a, there is an impressive list here, Evelyn. Uh huh. They've got at least 30 places that you can pick up, even at the Catholic Church, St. Louis Catholic Church down on Burnett Road. And so if, if you are interested in doing that, you don't need to do anything. Just get your children's gift and get out there, you know, sometime around noon time 11 and go to two or three o'clock in the afternoon so it's gonna and we were there out by there yesterday and they are setting up big t- it's gonna be an exciting event not only for the military for us to show our appreciation Cindy but also for our families that we might begin to really instill in them how important it is to give away uh, something in regard to uh, not just getting. We did that with our boys when they were small. Uh, we had a thing that if, if you get, you have, you make your Santa list and then for everything that you put on that list, we've got to give one of your toys away. And they didn't like it to start with. But then as they began to understand the motive behind that, they loved it because they would save special things from one year to the When you have a large family, you get a lot of large things. It's easy to do. Um, we've also got something else going on today. We've talked about Operation Green Santa, which is tomorrow. The Christmas market today from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, in the city for the city at the for the city center, which is over at 500 East St. John's Avenue. They're having their third annual Christmas market at the for the city center. And the Christmas market is a venue to shop responsibly this holiday season to support local fa- uh, fair trade, direct trade and social enterprise vendors. Uh, with uh, who use their businesses to promote employment and well-being for people in Austin and around the world. There'll be 25 vendors there, uh, including art, jewelry, clothing, purses, bags, paper goods, housewares, photos. It's coffee and more. It's free to get in. There's going to also be children's activities. One of the ministries that 
uh, is close to my heart will be there. That is Imagine Art. Mm-hmm. Um, and Imagine Art is a arts ministry in East Austin serving artists with disabilities. And they'll be bringing their art in. They're fostering a creative community at Imagine Art where lives are being restored for the glory of God. And uh, Imagine Art invites you to partner with them this holiday season. And today they'll be joining other ministries from around the city at the For the City Center. That's 500 East St. John's at the Christmas market from 10 to 7. Stop by their booth and you can purchase uh, creative gifts from uh, local artists. And um, Good way to your Christmas shopping. That's right. And, you know, shopping is part of giving and it, it gets exciting. Cindy, I, this has been a, a busy week for you, I know, with all the meetings that you've had in regard to some of the ministries that we're involved in also. But it, it's also been a, a time of really looking back and looking forward. And it's been a busy time for us because our van, my van, my sweetheart, is uh, had his surgery. He's still in um uh, Satan Hospital today, and we just thank all of you for praying for him. He has done very, very well. He still has a couple of days that he'll, he'll be in that critical area with regard to the blood clots and everything. But he's got a brand-new knee, and he thinks he's going to go home and be able to just uh, move forward and be 16 years old. Hey, again. Evelyn, let's take our break, and I want you to come back and... Oh, I apologize. It's not time for a break. Uh, Where have I been all my life? I thought we were rushing to get through here, so I cut you off. You're about to talk to me about kissing. Yeah, kissing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have for years and years have what I call the kiss parade, Cindy. And any time, and I've had so many hospitalization periods in my life in rehab, uh, I always uh, carry a, a basket of Tichable Pops and uh, chocolate kisses, and I, um, I I play with it because it's so much fun to do. And I, one of the first things I think that I did in that regard was years, well, 40 years ago when I was involved with the international ministries, I was uh, doing tutoring in the area of communication skills for doctors and lawyers and professors uh, who were uh, studying and speaking toward their general, their uh, generals, uh, the orals, where they have to communicate orally. And uh, at that time, it grew to the point that we started the first Chinese church in Austin, and we had a new Chinese pastor and his wife who was a nurse. And so we had I'd worked with him a number of weeks, and um, so one day I was uh, at the church, and he he was there, and he was coming down the hall, and so I hollered at him and greeted him, and he came on down, and so I said to him, I said, Caleb, would have out a kiss, and it shocked him so badly, Cindy, <laughs> that he he just bolted and staggered backwards, and of course. I held out my hand and had these chocolate kisses in my hand. And when he saw that, he had the biggest smile I'd ever seen him have. So it started out as a joke, really, for my doing that. (laughs) So this week, I have been doing that at Seton Hospital and the other place I've been going. And, And I work this thing around a little acrostic. It's called Kisses. And it is kindness and sharing and serving Emmanuel. Savior. It's an acrostic. Kindness in sharing. That's in giving and in serving. 
uh, Emmanuel, uh, Christ Jesus. So uh, it has been a great week. We've done a lot of that. Uh, sometimes I think it is it's plain stupid to be so stupid. <laughs> So silly, silly. But I you like know that what? Better. I don't. I you you know better than. Yeah, me. I don't. But you know what? That's what thanks living is. It is a way that we need to develop in all of our lives, where we can touch the uh, touch others who really are seeking and searching for someone to really validate them or to give them for meaning for life. And so I've got my, I'm going to pick Van up today, hopefully. Mm-hmm. I've got my little basket of Tootsie Roll Pops and, um, and kisses. But while I was there this week, um, Louis Timberlake, a good friend of ours, and we would ask you who know him or maybe you don't know him that you would be praying for him. He is, um, he is in seat and taking chemotherapy again, and uh, bless his heart, he has no hair. And so I went in to see him in Georgia this week, and, uh, uh, of course, he gave him a kiss. You know, I had my tutorial pops and kisses. But then I, before I left, I gave him a, a little kiss peck on that forehead, on his uh, new bald head. Because one of the things that the Savior says to us, Paul wrote this out in the book of Thessalonians, and it's in other places. We are to greet one another, Cindy, Mm -hmm. with what? A A holy kiss. Mm -hmm. A holy kiss. And so that's as we approach this Christmas holiday, this Christmas season of celebrating. What a wonderful time it is for us to give away kisses. We don't have to have chocolate kisses to give away. But any gift that we give, any way we serve another person or we share with them, can be a kiss in their life that they remember, like Pastor Caleb remember. From then on, when I, you know, I mentioned kisses, he knew exactly what I was talking about. But he didn't know. He did not know what a chocolate kiss was. And most of the people who come into our lives on a daily basis do not know what a holy kiss is that comes from the Lord Jesus. And so we can do that during this season. We sure can. Now we're really going to take our break and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about the house twos of kissing. This is Love Talk on the Word. morning, I am Cindy Vaughn. I love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the word studios. <laughs> I'm telling you, Evelyn, I need I got to you. go back to bed and get up again. I, I apparently got no, up on the excitement. wrong side of the no, bed. No, it is excitement, it, Cindy. Anyway, it's KLGO, the word, true talk radio, reminding <laughs> you that we're on at, you can catch us streaming live at klgo.net. Also, Evelyn and I, the latest audio and our latest blog at lovetalknetwork.com. Evelyn, as we, uh, you did a beautiful job of setting us up for today, talking about kissing. Giving away kisses. And, uh. That's blessings. Yeah, yeah, okay. And of course, you know, there, 
uh, you know, there's uh, some of the mythology around uh, kissing. You know, you get under the mistletoe, and oh, yes. for many people, you know, Christmas is a for for young lovers that can be the time of expectation. You might be hoping for that special gift that represents love. You know, like a big diamond. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be good. Uh, but you know, we're really not. That's not. The no. kind of kisses that we're talking about. We're talking about the acrostic that you've laid out, which is the kindness and serving and, and sharing, sharing the manual Savior. Savior. Mm-hmm. And uh, so today as we transition from uh, the season of Thanksgiving really into Christmas where we're talking about Thanksgiving that is not a seasonal whether it's Thanksgiving or Christmas we're going to be talking about the how-tos and and we had been using a backdrop drop of Dr. Adrian Rogers and where we t- were talking about the biblical principle of gratitude and talking about it being perpetual and how it should be pervasive in our life and how should we should be pleasurable. In other pleasurable words, is when you give kisses yeah, away. Yeah, <laughs> have fun with that. Oh, bald-headed men. <laughs> and that gratitude is possible even if your circumstances mm-hmm. don't dictate that. And why are we doing all of this? Because we're talking basically these principles of gratitude and worship, and that's going to be the umbrella that we're talking, that we're dialoguing in for Christmas. And Deuteronomy says that with regard to worship and thanksgiving. It says basically make sure you don't forget God. Mm. And these, mm. this is the, attitude of thanks living around which we're talking this kiss which in in secular society is we you know anecdotally we know that is keep it simple stupid yes well you know this is not very far uh, afield keep it from simple th- sister oh well, okay sorry about that you can tell where i'm coming from oh. <laughs> and uh, but we're so, having too much fun today oh, no, but we're going to be talking about some of the how-to's of living in that place of gratitude, mm-hmm. living in thanksgiving. In other words, what is it you're giving and living all year round? And how is it that you are showing kindness in sharing and serving Emmanuel the mm-hmm. Savior? Absolutely. And so we're going to talk about the uh, some of those how-tos. And the first one, Evelyn, let's talk about that. Out of Psalm 22, and here's here's what the message that Dr. Peterson says. Here in this great gathering for worship, I have discovered this praise life. Praise life. And I'll do what I promised right here in front of the God worshipers. This is David talking. Down and outers sitting at God's table and eat their fill. Everyone on the hunt for God is here praising him. Live it up from head to toe. Don't ever Ever quit. quit. You know, that is such a strong message for us today. One and I were talking earlier about where we are in America and how sadness uh, and and loss of hope has Hmm. gripped hearts of many people. Hmm. Uh, And uh, because of some of the changing paradigms that we're living under now, but, you know, one of the things that the scriptures tell us very plainly, Cindy, do not throw away your hope. 
Don't throw it away. Don't throw away your confidence. Jesus said, I have come. I will come again. And I'm going to get you and I'm going to take you with me. So in the meantime, we cannot quit. We cannot give up our hope. We've got to keep moving forward. And uh, there's some things that would make us want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Everyday life is hard, Cindy. Well, it is not it is not easy. Not for the faint of heart, is it? You no. know, as you visiting friends and loved ones, you and I both have friends and loved ones that are have either gone home lately or going mm. home lately or very ill lately or in recovery. I mean, that's that's a part of life. Now that's just on the health spectrum. But most of it, Cindy, comes from feeling forsaken. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we are not forsaken means that you are, you know, in your heart or, or it's set in your mind that you are not valued. You know, if, if someone forsakes you, and that's a lover's term, we're talking about lovers today, it's when someone forsakes you, that means they've just left you. They've gone off. They're not there anymore. Well, the reason why we, okay, so we read this scripture in Psalm 22. Yes. And we're doing that. We have, we have a dual dialogue going on here. We have a dialogue with those who, uh, are believers in Christ in principle, but sometimes get trapped in the paradigm Mm -hmm. of religion. Then we have those out there that have no idea what are those two crazy ladies talking about in this life that I'm leading. And so that you don't, when you listen to Psalm 22, you can hear that scripture, Evelyn, and think, well, those two ladies, they're just like the biggest Pollyannas I have ever Mm -hmm. heard. You know, because you got the the church people who are, you know, are not so different from the secular people. Where is your hope? Where is your praise? Many of us have similar issues forsaken by man, children that are prodigals, broken homes, marriages that are completely in disrepair. This is what we're talking about forsaken by man. But don't forget the story of Christ. It is not the country club Christianity that we sometimes fool ourselves into because who forsaked, who was Christ forsaken by? Mm-hmm. He was forsaken by man out of wrong expectations. And rigidity, Cindy. That's, that's right. And even sometimes as David is talking about praise here, you've got to remember he's been living in the caves. Absolutely. Pursued by what was his father figure, basically, saw mm-hmm. on earth, even though he'd been given the right to be a king. He was being pursued and hunted down because Saul didn't want to relinquish that. And he knew that David was a threat. I mean, we're all in that same boat, and it is easy when we are to believe, even in that state, that we're forgotten by God. Well, so often, Cindy, when the hardship comes, you know, when times come, when there doesn't seem to be enough of what we need, just doesn't seem to be enough, then it's so easy for us to begin to listen to the world's message that there is no God. You know, he is a myth. He's out there 
nowhere. Or he died back in the 50s. Or disappointment in God that he's not fixed everything for me. Mm -hmm. Fix it, God. And when he doesn't fix it, when there's not an easy out, when we're outside our comfort zone, which is, you know, what you're talking about as far as some of the paradigm of the nation, then people are just get in that place. Well, oh. Yeah, has God given up on America? Mm-hmm. You know, we can we can sit in our lives privately, you know, when we have a need and we pray and we do, we just feel like we, you know, we're just so helpless to do it ourselves. And we're in awe of God and, and, and his holiness and expect him to rescue us. Sometimes uh, we get in the same position that unbelievers do in thinking God's forgotten us. And there, there are people in this nation today that say God's forgotten America. He's written them all. Well, there are people going to church that profess faith in Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, trying to get it right themselves and dutifully do the right things, but still have not yet been touched by the Holy Spirit right. in the sense that they're living with disappointment in their, in themselves and Secret disappointment in God, but here's here's what da- when God says He loves David because He has a heart after God, it is because of of a scripture like this. Here in this great gathering for worship, I've discovered this praise life, mm-hmm. and I'll do what I promised right here in front of the God worshipers, the down and outers. Yeah. Sit at God's table. It's not for, uh, we may be royalty, but it is not, God's table is not made for royalty, no. for those who look like their lives are together. Everyone on the hunt for God is here praising Him. And why? Isn't that exciting? Live it up head to toe. And for us, it is this, whether you're forsaken by man or you even sense that you're forgotten by God, that's because you've somewhere we've lost the awe mm-hmm. of the forgiveness of Christ, Life. which we in the restoration, we live in time, but we're made for eternity. We have to grab that rope of hope, Evelyn, mm-hmm. and know that we are forgiven Living in time, but made for eternity. And that's a forward type living, Cindy. It's not just what we're going to get today. It's, it's that he says, I have a plan. Jeremiah 29, 29, 11 tells us that he says, I have a plan. I have a plan for you personally. I have a plan for you nationally. And that plan is for good and not for evil. And so we have to remind ourselves of that. Hardship, the the scriptures say the sun and the rain falls on the just as well as the unjust. And so we all live in this world together. But the difference is, is whether we know that we have been forgiven by God and forgiven by Christ through the shed work of Jesus Christ. And whether we are in that place of worship where David is, he is, he is in the straits of life, as my dad used to say. But what is he doing? He's doing praise living. And that is thanks living, not just thanksgiving, but living it out in attitude and in gratitude as we serve others and as we serve the same. Well, Evelyn, let's take a break and come back. And I want you to talk to us about, uh, boogers and bullies. This is Love Talk on the Word.
morning. I am Cindy Vanna. Love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the word studios, reminding you we're streaming live at klgo.net and that you can also catch up with the audio portion of this program at lovetalknetwork.com and Evelyn or mine, whichever of us gets the right and bug, uh, <laughs> for, uh, our latest blog. Now, Evelyn, we were first, we talked, we're talking about the principles of living in Thanksgiving of, and we're basically under the, the biblical principle of worship and praise and gratitude. Mm-hmm. And we, we're talking about how we are, uh, kindness in sharing and serving Emmanuel, the Savior. And the first principle of how to do that, we talk about, we we did under Psalm 22, seek God and thirst for him. When we talked about a little bit about David, and we're going to be camping in the Psalms because David had every reason if to look at his circumstances and sit down and suck his thumb or stare at his navel because he did not <laughs> leave. Uh, but Is that here, where you find the boogers? No, well, here's so. So the second principle, is this we're gonna it is that you thank God continuously now this is where we really submit our will mm-hmm. and surrender it to God because there are a lot of things that we don't want to thank God for right. and one is boogers <laughs> and, and, bullies. and bullies <laughs> you know it is hard to thank God for some things boogeymen and yeah. And yeah. bully. Yeah. And this is what my kids used to call boogers. This yeah. is that they, they had boogers under their bed, you yes. know, and, oh, and, yeah. and fearfully and real people who are, you know, are not just in your imagination, but mm-hmm. these are real things. But here's what David said about that in Psalm 71. My God, free me from the gift. The grip of wicked from the clutch of boogers and bullies. You keep me going when times are tough. My bedrock God since my childhood. I've hung on you from the day of my birth. The day you took me from the cradle. I'll never run out of praise. My many gasp and alarm when they see me. But you take me in stride. <laughs> what say you about that, Evelyn? Well, we all live in a world, Cindy, that's filled with danger. And not only danger, but temptation and all those things that would uh, set up in our own lives personally to make us think that we're the most important thing that ever walked on Ooh, the earth. Good point. And see, King David, he grew up in a big household and he had brothers that didn't uh, think much of him they just looked at, <laughs> at kid. least they weren't like joseph's brothers which dug a hole put him in it and then sold, sold him, him in. into slavery <laughs> but some of you may think your family's done that <laughs> and so david was a surprise to not only his family but to uh to the to the whole nation of israel and judah uh, and of course he was king of judah but he came into his own during a time when Israel uh, had really rejected God. They had forgotten God and demanded to be like the other nations around them. And they asked for a king. We want something like everybody else has. Mm. They asked for a king. And so um, God said, okay, you want a king? I'll give you a king. I've got a king coming, but I'll give you a king. 
And so Saul was chosen, and yet it was not God's choice. And so from day one, the the pattern or the paradigm for which they were living under was flawed. And so David uh, represented God because God he was God chosen. And then Saul represented the legalistic part of the culture. And so from, you know, this scripture is so vivid because he said, free me, God, set me free from the wicked. And sometimes it's not the wicked that's the real booger of our life. Uh, it's the bullies, those that tell us that you can't do this. And see, that's what his and brothers the boogers did. can be temptation, like you talked ah. about, the temptation to live your life only for yourself or to believe that you're, you're more, uh, you're more special than the next guy. You're entitled. Move over. I'm first in line. Get behind me. Aren't I special? Yeah. And we do that in a lot of different ways. We do it emotionally. You know, when we uh, look down on people, mm-hmm. uh, get the big head. It was called big head when I grew up. Was that a term that mm-hmm. was used? You know, if you got special honors or got something new, well, then, well, you just got the big head. Uh, those things become part of the things that put us in bondage uh, by bullies or by the boogers. And uh, we have to be on guard against that, Cindy. And yet we cannot major on it. Uh, we cannot raise ourselves above anybody. We do that in the spiritual circles. I've had friends in my life who thought they were so spiritually mature that, um, you know, I didn't know anything, mm-hmm. literally. Um, but one of the things early on the Lord taught me was that, I, and it happened really when we moved to Austin, was that I was malnourished. I was living in spiritual uh, deprivation, hmm. uh, malnutrition, didn't have the right food. Uh, we didn't have all the uh, helps that we have today with, you know, the word searches we have on our computer or even a, a living Bible with oh, open yeah. Bible with notes to tell us, you know, what, where David was at this particular time. If you didn't have a mind for history, we'd never know where David was in his life. So those are the kind of things that can keep us negative, keep us brittle, keep us from in that selfish mode of making the determination that we'll make it on our own. We, all right, God, you're there. I know you love me, but get out of my way and I'll fix this myself. And so what is it then, Cindy, in our lives, in our thought patterns that we have got to do to overcome that negative. Okay, that's good. I'm glad we're moving to that because here's where the original KISS method is really simple. For keep it simple, as you said, sister, I said stupid. And uh, you've got to apply this. This is a part of what praise and worship are all about because in the middle of of the being gripped by you know, those who oppose God or, or imagined boogeymen or real bullies, you can lose sight of the fact that he formed you. Mm-hmm. You were made by him. And through the work of Jesus Christ, the whole and the work of the spirit, God, the father, the son and the spirit, you're transformed by him. 
And these are the three foundations uh-huh. by which we praise God. When you lose sight of the essentials of the gospel and you're just looking at the outward, you know, favor of God or the outward uh, adversity of life, you can get really trapped in it. Uh-huh. But reason why David is praising him is that he's, he knows for a fact that God formed him. He knows for a fact that God's his bedrock. He knows for a fact that God has been holding on to him, mm-hmm. even as he formed him and spoke promise over his life that he has not forsaken him, not forgotten him, formed him, made him, and transformed him. And so these are the things that then are the essentials mm-hmm. of a of a a life lived in gratitude and thanksgiving. If you lose sight of the fact that you were made uniquely by God. Mm. And that you're the instrument through uh, which God creates all life. See, I think that's where a lot of women or families are today uh, in, in limiting what God can do in the area of creating life. It, it, it has become a pattern in our nation that that is an entitlement of a woman to decide what she's going to do with her body. And uh, if we're formed by God and we're formed for him, that for, for that preposition is so important because that tells us what the real praise life is. Paul, uh, David says here, I will never run out of praise until the day I die. I will praise him. And David had some disappointments in his life. He thought he was going to build a temple. That was the goal of his life, is that he could build not just a dwelling place for God's spirit, but a show place where people could come and see how great God is. But because he violated a principle, God said, "You, I will not allow you to do that. That was a disappointment for him. But, you know, even in that, Cindy, God didn't throw David away. Mm. He says in the Hall of Fame in Hebrews, David was saved looking forward to Christ and the cross. And so what, you know, if David didn't have the power of the Holy Spirit at resident in his life, and he knew this, how important is it that we know it today with and through the power of God's Holy Spirit? Because that's where transformation comes, Cindy. It's the power of his presence. Well, let's uh, let's take a break and let's come back and let's talk about mouthing off. This is Love Talk on the Word. Good morning, I am Cindy Bonna. Love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the Word Studios. That is True Talk Radio, reminding you that we're streaming live at klgo.net and that you can also catch up with Evelyn and I at lovetalknetwork.com. Okay, Evelyn, so we have have talked about uh, the down and outers. We've talked about boogers and bullies. Now I want to talk about mouthing off because, you know, our mouths are a great window oh, to our souls. Oh. And what comes out of your mouth is 
is a, can often be a reflection, uh, the best reflection of who you are. I mean, we spend a lot of time as ladies in front of the mirror. Now, me not so much anymore because it's more painful than it is. Uh, but but regardless, you know, by that I mean we fit, we spend a lot of time reflecting on who we are and trying to, you know, vanity or trying to get it right. But here's here's the real reality is our mouths are often the mirror to our souls. And so David in Psalm 51, 15 is talking about praise with your mouth and not just in your mind. In other words, we've put out here some concepts, Evelyn, of, of praise, gratitude, thanks living, you know, the thing being formed by him, being formed for him and transformed by him. But here is where uh, David, who has committed incredible sins, murder, adultery. I mean, God's list of the people that he deals with are not, like we said, royalty. They're, you know, we're all. I'm not royalty, Cindy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. We may be realty, but we're not royalty in that sense. But here's what he says, because he's he's recognizing that if he sins, who's he sinning against? God, he says, you're the one I violated and you've seen it all, seen the full extent of my evil. You have all the facts before you. Whatever you decide about me is fair. I've been out of step with you for a long time in the wrong since before I was born. What you're after is truth from the inside out. Enter me, then conceive a new True life. You know, those of us who are busy mouthing off to God, our disappointment in others, mouthing off. I watched a young couple outside of a department store this last week having an altercation and the words that they spoke Mm. to each other, every other word was uh, a curse word of the worst possible Mm. kind. And I thought... Wow, these are the most important people in your life, and yet this is the way that your mouth demonstrates Mm -hmm. that? Really? Mm -hmm. Do we need to go there? But who do we need to go there with? Mm -hmm. We need to go there in confessing who we are to God. That's the gateway to praise. Mm -hmm. Well, it is, Cindy, Cindy, and and David talks about this, and that comes from Psalm 51.15. Uh, he, we often just think that our life is our own. Even as Christians, we say, well, you know, God's given me this and it's mine. Uh, <laughs> and here's David saying what he had done with oh, his yeah. own and by his own. Yeah. And, and as we, I mentioned earlier, sometimes women have that, that mindset and men too, because, uh, in this nation, I would say more than 50% of abortions are done because of the rejection. Yeah, well, it's inconvenient. Oh, yeah. And so. Not having sex. Yeah. That's not inconvenient. But then, you know, I want to do that. But then I want to rid myself of the responsibility. Well, David would, David wasn't any different. I mean, he saw a woman bathing naked on on her rooftop. She was another man's wife. He set out to have her no matter what. And we do that, Cindy, on a daily basis, maybe not to the extent that, you know, King David did. But when we put our 
um, expectations and entitlements ahead of what it is God wants to teach us and to train us to be, then we are as guilty as David was. We may not kill anybody. Uh, we, you know, or we may have, and we don't know that we may have killed their by the words of our mouth. We may have by our lifestyle rejected them in a way that was a lasting wound. I, I certainly can identify with David in my life. I think that in many ways I've wounded many, mm-hmm. many people. And I, and I know for a fact that in my previous life there were, I, I have a couple examples of people who took their lives as a result of decisions I made as a, as a chief executive officer in, in business, you know, making decisions to lay people off and to fire them and then for them to slip, lose their family, slip into alcoholism and eventually suicide. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, many, many of us have a lot to deal with. Well, even as David, you know, uh, list is his litany of sins and disappointments in himself, knowing that this was also a dis- disappointment to God. He said, even so, I will never, ever run out of praise. It's what he said. For what really is, I have been out of step with you for a long time. So that that means he recognized he was going in the wrong direction in his life, taking for granted those things that a king had the privilege, the privilege of having. And we do that, Cindy, as you said, in our own lives. We just, and it's little things sometimes. It's, it's, it's the way we put the forks and the knives in the drawer, you know. <laughs> they don't go there, Van. They go over here. <laughs> live at my house <laughs> my mom uh, when my mom was coming me and I both say okay we got to get all the forks and the fork thing and all the spoons in here because that's one of the first things she'd say you know everything has a play and that's silly and that's minor but that's the way we live our lives sometimes and what what brings that on Cindy is the wounds that have been created in our life by sin whether we have chosen them or somebody else has put them on us. I want us to, as we move into those, as you name those, I want us to reiterate, because this, this verse can sound kind of, you know, really Debbie Downer. But the truth is we're saying, what is the gateway to praise? Yeah. The gateways to praise, and, and we're talking about those foundations to the gateway of praise is the, the first one you mentioned. The gateway to praise is to recognize mm-hmm. that we're all wounded by sin. We have both wounded others by our sin, and we are wounded by the sin. If you want to look to how you can be more full of praise in your life, it is to recognize that you've been, that you've been wounded. Mm-hmm. Recognize then what, Evelyn? That we have been to the wash tub. <laughs> Amen, sister. Now preach it. Well, we have been in the scriptures just go over and over this. We have been washed clean. And in, uh, in Isaiah, he mentions that early on. Whiter than snow. Uh, white just has always represented truth and purity under the light. It's just, it's just, it's a standard by which we measure things. White is a standard. It doesn't have to do with skin color or anything, but it's just a, a difference between night and, and, and daylight. Darkness 
and daylight. And so white represents light, and light is the truth of the love of the Lord Jesus. So if we've been washed by the blood, then we, in the, all of that is being taken away. It was taken away. It was taken away every day, and it will be taken away. It says, for by grace are we saved through faith. It's a gift, not of anything we do, but it is a gift from him that we cannot buy, purchase, or steal. And so when we look at it from that point of view, Cindy, we, we've been cleaned up. And First John 1, 9 says every day we're to confess our sins because he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us. It means every day he rewashes us. We get a bath every day. Well, if that is true, then, and I believe it, it is, that all of this is a gift to us. But it's been through a battle. Mm-hmm. Jesus went through the battle of the enemy of Easter himself. And how did he do that? If, if, if you see any of the movies depicting the life of Christ, you see how the thorns in his crown pierced his head. The blood was, was spread. And so we don't know why God chose that way of cleansing us and washing us and especially, uh, cleansing our mouth, our attitude. We mentioned last week that we've got to live on that higher level of gratitude. We live on the altitude, not on the longitude and the latitude. You can be mouth off and be a griper, or you can mouth off and be a glory giver. And give away a kiss. That's right. Give away a kiss. So when you look at it from that point of view, uh, David knew that people were watching him. He says in the end of that, enter then conceiving me a true lie. Mm, mm, uh, mm. He knew that people had their eye on him. And we forget that sometimes, Cindy, how real it really is that our life is like the life of the Lord Jesus because that's what truly love living, thanks living is. You know, it has been a great program today, Evelyn. As, as we as we wrap this up, I just want to say this. You know, in, in Thanksgiving, the bottom line is, is that we worship Him because having been wounded by our sin, having been separated by God, been washed by His blood, been one into His presence, into the family of God, into eternal life with Him, then we worship Him. Because of who he is, a delightful, beautiful, forever forgiving God. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about today, we'd invite you to give Evelyn a call on the love line. That's 249-6535. You can also catch up with us at lovetalknetwork.com. This has been Love Talk on the Word. <laughs>